Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today's no exception. We have a great guest. His boss has been on the show before. Dave Sewell was on the show from International Coffee Farms. Delighted to have Darren Doyle. Welcome to the show. Hey, Victor. Always a pleasure. Darren, when David was on the show, we were talking about coffee. And of course, the listeners of the show are very familiar with International Coffee Farms. They've heard about it many, many times. You're here representing Agros Nosotros, which is the parent company. Tell us a little bit about that and the structure and how that all comes together. So the idea behind Agros Nosotros is to bring everything together. So since 2014, we've had international coffee farms in Panama doing specialty coffee. And as 2016, 2017, we launched the Belize Cacao Consortium, which in itself consists of P&E cacao plantations, Belize cacao traders, and mahogany chocolate. So the main reason for Agronosotros is to unify everything under one brand. And it also allows us to put in more like a corporate structure where we can have divisions and divisional heads to give that stability for the company, for us, and also for our investors. So agros nosotros is kind of a made-up Spanish word, agro meaning obviously agricultural, nosotros I guess means uh, belonging to us, correct? Correct, so it's a combination of agro as in agriculture, agroforestry, and nosotros is us, so we are agriculture. I love it. If you don't speak Spanish, you may not get it, but thought it was important to explain what that means. So we've got a lot of the team here, we're in New Orleans at the New Orleans Investment Conference. Why don't you give us a little bit of an update, obviously a lot's happened even in the last 12 months. Let's start with the coffee farms, what's going on there? So I think since David did the last interview with you, we were sold out of coffee farms, which was for the first time in about two years. And since then, we've closed on two new coffee farms in the same Jaramillo region where the last three or four farms were located. So for the first time in the last few months, we have inventory again. So we've got completely raw land farms, virgin soil, absolutely beautiful, untouched, perfect for creating and engineering, especially coffee farm from scratch. So we have... Six seventy-seven thousand saplings in the nursery. They've been there for a couple of months. May, when rainy season starts, they'll be going into the grounds and we'll be able to start planting out those coffee farms. So we have parcels available now in those farms for $18,000 plus 5% transfer tax, so 18900 And in Belize, we have the last few remaining cacao parcels in what we call Series 1. So Series 1 was the first three cacao farms that we acquired in 2016. And those are the farms that if you own a parcel in these farms, you'll be participating in the revenue streams of Mahogany Chocolate, which of course has the the Mahogany Chocolate store in MBV, Mahogany Bay Village, the resort on Ambergris Key. I want to explain the difference between coffee, the coffee you might buy at Starbucks or Tim Hortons or someplace like that, as compared with specialty coffee. What are we talking about? The easiest analogy when I'm talking to someone that's not familiar with specialty coffee is you know the difference between a $5 bottle of wine and a Shadow Margot. So specialty coffee is not your Folgers can, it's not commercial, it's how it's grown, it's how it's processed, it's evaluated and it has to get a score. So it's independently blind tested, it's evaluated on 10 different levels of criteria from aroma, fragrance, afterbody, acidity, the list goes on and it's scored from 1 to 10. And if you score 80 points or above, your specialty. If you're in the 90s or even the high 80s, you're in the top 3 to f- three to 5% of the coffees in the world. That's specialty coffee. That's amazing. And of course, the difference in price per kilo is quite significant between commodity coffee versus specialty coffee, right? Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's down to how the extra labor that goes into it, everything processed by hand, but mainly because it's a finite commodity and it's in high demand. So if your C market rate is $1.20, 
our regular specialty coffee in Bocchetti sells for 3 and $4 a pound re- regularly. Last year, specialty coffee in Panama, one particular farm broke the record and sold their coffee for $801 a pound. That's amazing. Let's talk a little bit about the cacao farms. You're up to four farms in Belize now, is that right? The, we, we bought our fourth farm. We haven't planted it yet. It's going to be probably separate to Series 1. It's one of the first farms in, in preparing for Series 2. So the farms now, the saplings are a year and a half old. They're about 15 months to a year and a half old. So in about another year or so, they're going to give us our first crop. The cacao that we have currently is because we buy wet, raw cacao from 204 native Mayan cacao farmers. So we buy it from them raw, we bring it to our centralized processing depot, and we ferment and dry it into fermented and dried cacao beans. From there, we take it into our factory, and we roast, crack, winnow, and turn it into nibs, and then eventually into finished chocolate products. So a big thing with the Mayan farmers is an important part of what we do. Instead of just coming into Belize and buying all the lands and just accentuating the problem, we want to help the local farmers by creating a channel to market for their cacao and also to provide training for them so that they can actually feed themselves. So when they sell cacao to us, they become part of our socially sustainable bean buying program. And what that means is... 20% of the value of the sale to us, they get back in the form of free saplings so that they can plant out their farms. And then we will then buy their cacao three, four, five years from time when they're in production, we'll provide a channel to market for them for that cacao. From an investment standpoint, talk a little bit about the life cycle of an investment in the ground. So you put a sapling in the ground, when is it mature? When does it reach peak production? When does it achieve more of a sunset type situation? want to give us a little education on that whole process okay so using coffee as an example because we just bought a new farm so the saplings are in the grounds we've acquired the land it's raw lands may will come we'll plant you'll get three years until the coffee tree gives you its first crop then like life like everything it's in a c curve you'll get an increase in quality and quantity for about 12 to 15 years and then it'll start to level off The coffee tree will give you coffee for 30 years and a subsistence farmer will just keep taking it. But you get to the level where the quality suffers and your inputs are going to exceed your outputs. So once we get to around the plateau level, we'll analyze each farm and we'll start to rotate out 10-15% of each farm year by year. And the way you do that is it's what's called a zoka and you cut the tree off at the stump and the same root ball will give you another coffee tree in two years. So then you get another 15-18 year cycle. And you can do that zoka three times. So that way you should be able to get about 45 years out of that section. 45 years down the line, my kids or whatever staff are working at the time will analyze the root ball and see if it's healthy enough to do it again. If not, we simply plant baby saplings in the rows in between the older trees, let them grow in the shade and protection of the existing trees. And when they're almost ready to produce, you cut down the older trees and you just don't let them reproduce. And then they decompose back into the soil, and you got another 45, 50-year cycle. That's a fascinating process. What intrigued me in our previous conversation with Dave was the reinvestment in the community. I understand you've got very low turnover because of that. Uh, Obviously, in any business, employee turnover, employee loyalty is vital to any business. Talk a little bit about that. You're now a couple years into this process. How's that going? The social side of it is a big part of it, but it's also... If you're a passive investor and you want to invest into a coffee farm, me and David are not going to be out in the coffee farms every day. The workers that are in the field need to care 
about the trees. They need to care about how the coffee is going to be at the end of the year. And if you treat them badly and you don't respect them and you pay them low, they're not going to care. So we reward them, but not just by giving them. We do pay them more. We provide better working environments, working material, clothes, stuff like that. But we incentivize them by giving them, they share in the bottom line along with us and our investors. So they, the better the farms produce, they will participate. Maybe in the first year when we told them this, they maybe didn't believe us. But now that we've started, they've started to see it, now they're volunteering. To, do you need us to come in on Sunday and do the extra work? Because they're proud of the farms and they're taking ownership. So it's an important part. I love that. If you fast forward the next 12, 24 months, what's in the future for Agros Nosotros? The first four years has all been about the farming. And that's been getting getting the base, acquiring the land, building the farming team, getting the crop done. This year has all been about getting the operations and the systems in place, which is important to get all that in place now. And you've met Priscilla inside, our VP of operations. The next stage is the really fun stage. This is where we get to create our products and get them to market. So we get to analyze. David spent most of last month in Europe sampling or testing our coffee in, in Prague, visiting with Swiss chocolate makers who you're going to be hearing more about over the next couple of months. So finding the right market for our coffee and chocolate and, and, and getting into that market and then setting up the delivery systems is the next 12 months and the next three or four years, really. But that's the fun part now. One of the things that I love, and I, you know, I've got to know many of your investors, and I'm not hearing any grumbling or mumbling from investors. And oftentimes, you know, in the real world, not everything goes perfectly. Uh, investors do talk behind closed doors, and I'm not hearing any of that about your business, which says an awful lot that you're executing well, you're doing what you say you do. Frankly, that's the number one reason I feel comfortable in having you as a sponsor on the show, because you guys do what you say you do. And uh, so I just wanted to pass that along, because again, I talked to a lot of investors, and uh, kudos to you for, for, for doing that. Yeah, thanks. It's a big thing. David's always drilled into me from the start. Anybody can create a deal, anybody can sell a deal. It's the delivery. And we're at that crunch stage now. It's rubber meets the road. And it's very, very important. If you say you're going to do something, you better do it. I'm holding in my hand here some uh, Belizean chocolate. This one's the 72% dark fine chocolate. Uh, Tell us about some of the different products here. So the two bars we have on the market currently, the Belizean is the the luxury end, high-end bar. Looks like you... It's the ones you'll see in the airport, like your Lindt bar. It's a luxury high-end. 72% dark chocolate, all made from the cacao that we just talked about that's processed from, that's bought from the mine farmers and processed in our facility. It's probably aimed a little bit more at the tourism market, so it's available in Belize International Airport and a few other select locations. But we also then launched what we call the People's Bar, and it's called the Brookdown. So Brookdown in Belize is a word for a party. So we wanted Belizeans import a huge amount of candy Mars, Snickers, Hershey's, everything from the US, but they're a chocolate-growing country, so we think that's criminal. So we've created a high-quality milk chocolate bar, because just not everybody likes dark chocolate. So it's a high-quality, 50% cacao milk chocolate bar called the Brookdown, and it's available at a price anyone can afford. Between both of them, they're now in 48 locations around Belize and growing. Well, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And I uh, visited the, the chocolate shop at Mahogany Bay Village. And for those who haven't been to Mahogany Bay Village, this is the first branded hotel in the entire country of Belize. It's now a Hilton Curio Collection property. It's a spectacular five-star property, in, in my opinion. Uh, I've met with the developers. For those of you who listen to the show, you would have been on the walking tour with myself and Robert Helms, where we walked through a number of different aspects of that project. How's the, how's the chocolate shop doing? It's going great. 
as the resort gets bigger and fills out and that gets up to its 300 rooms, it's going to get bigger. If you're ever in the resorts, let us know. Come by the store. Yes, obviously you can try the chocolate, but the main feature we're going to have is chocolate making classes. So Armando or Abby, whoever's there, will be able to take you through from the bean all the way through to your finished chocolate. You get to make your own chocolate bar in the class. That's fantastic. And squeezing out the extract from the cacao plant, that happens under extremely high pressure. We're talking hydraulic equipment, right? Yeah, I don't want to paraphrase Armando. He's our chocolate maker, but we've got some fairly sophisticated equipment. The, the cacao nibs go into the grinder for up to 72 hours. And it's as, the, as you're ground, you don't need to add anything because it's the natural fats that come out of the nibs that turn it into the liquid. Well, Darren, great to catch up with you. Folks want to find out a little bit more about potentially investing in the cacao plantation or in some of the upcoming farms that will be opening in the near future on the International Coffee Farm side. What's the best way to do that? Easiest thing is go to agronosotros.com. And the main reason we've created that is to centralize everything. So you can go there. You can read all about what we do. There's going to be links into the supporting website. So International Coffee Farms will become a coffee and farming website. Peony Cacao Plantations will be the cacao and processing website. Agronosotros has a land ownership tab. Have a read through there, put in your name and email address at the bottom, select what you want to hear about, hit submit, and we'll send you a non-salesy information pack, three email information pack, one about coffee, one about cacao, contains our FAQ, links to some podcasts, links to you and David talking, and some YouTube videos. So I think it's very important for people to be able to visually see what we do and to get an idea instead of just having to read everything. So it's all there available on agronosotros.com. We'll be posting that in the show notes so you don't, if you can't quite remember how to spell it and so on, it'll be in the show notes. So just look it up there. Uh, Darren, great to catch up with you again. Yeah, always a pleasure. We'll see you in March, I suppose, on the summit. Yes, looking forward to the Investor Summit at Sea. It's going to be epic again this year, so I can't wait for that. And for the listeners at home, have a great rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.